Welcome to the On The Green Podcast, where we'll give you the latest news and events from the world of golf and spotlight golf courses from around Northeast Florida and the First Coast. We'll take you inside the ropes with interviews, strategies for playing the courses, and get a tip from the head professional. Each show will also feature an interview with a prominent golf insider. They'll share firsthand stories and insights you won't hear anywhere else. Now, here's your host of On the Green, Tim Eiley. Hello, and welcome to another edition of On the Green Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Eiley. We're coming to you from Studio Podcast Suites here in Jacksonville, Florida. You can find this podcast on your favorite podcast platform or check us out on our website, onthegreenconsulting.com backslash podcast. There you can also find my monthly blog, which I hope you'll enjoy. This is a special edition of On the Green Podcast as I welcome Steve Gent to the show. He is the executive director of the PGA Tours Sanderson Farms Championship. With the tournament being played in Jackson, Mississippi, site of some recent flooding, Steve will talk about the effects of the flood on the event and what fans can expect when the tournament tees off September 26th to October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson. It's going to be a great show, so welcome to a special edition of On the Green Podcast. I'm excited to have Steve Gent on the show to share some exciting information on this year's Sanderson Farms Championship being played at the Country Club of Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi, September 26th to October 2nd. Steve, welcome to On the Green Podcast. Thanks, Tim. Now, listen, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, how are things there in uh, Jackson? Yeah, really good. I mean, right, beautiful morning today. I think we've, uh, I know our city and state officials are working to put some of the uh, recent flooding challenges behind us, and um, we're looking forward to, you know, kicking things off here in a couple weeks. Now, the first thing I like to do on the show is uh, get to know our guests a little bit better. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a pretty open-ended question. <laughs> yes, um, it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm in my, this will be my ninth tournament as uh, executive director of the Sanderson Farms Championship. And uh, I guess I kind of work backwards. Prior to this, I was the director of sales for the Wyndham Championship uh, in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. And um, kind of had a had a career of a lot of different things. I uh, spent six and a half years in sales for 3M. Um, worked in operations for the Walt Disney Company down in uh, Disney World in Orlando. Uh, I was Tigger for a day, just so everybody <laughs> would, would would know that. Um, got my MBA from Wake Forest University, uh, and uh, native of Indianapolis, Indiana, Speedway to be specific, on the west side there, home of the Indy 500. And I uh, went to DePaul University. DePaul with a W. Uh, I'll get every now and then. I'll get. Oh yeah, they've got a great basketball team. And I'm like, I know you're thinking of DePaul, but yes, we do too. So um, yeah, kind of. We've you know we've been kind of around the block here with some things. Always kind of been in, involved with either events or sales or sports, and you know just have really enjoyed my time in all those spots. But. Um, we are, we're doing some amazing things here in Mississippi, and I'm excited to have been a part of it. Now, the tournament's played at the Country Club of Jackson. Uh, how long has the event been played there? This will be the ninth year here. So um, we the tournament moved to the Country Club in 2014. Um, from 94 to 2013, it was at Annandale Golf Club, and before that, down at um, Hattiesburg Country Club in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Okay. And then Sanderson Farms, 
uh, is the title sponsor of the event. I know that they're a Mississippi company. Um, how long have they been title sponsor? Since 2013 was the first year. Um, and recently, uh, kind of a corporate change, the company is now called Wayne Sanderson Farms uh, due to a merger between Wayne Farms um, out of Oakwood, Georgia, and Sanderson Farms here in uh, Laurel, Mississippi. So I'm excited to get to know that that new management team. But this is the um, this will be the 10th year as um as the title sponsor of our pga tour event and uh what what is your contract moving forward you you got a few more years left don't you we do we do we announced back in i believe 2016 a 10-year extension um through 2026 and uh including this year we still have five years left on that agreement and um Hopefully we can go five or ten years beyond that. Um, it's it's been a great partnership. We've been able to do some amazing things for charity and you know economic impact here in Mississippi. So we're we're looking forward to uh, being here for a while. Well, you just you just mentioned this is a good segue. You just mentioned charity, and people have heard me say it on my on my podcast many times. But uh, charity is really in the DNA of the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, three billion dollars donated to charity and the communities where the events are played. So let's let's talk about the charitable impact that this event has um, through your host organization, Century Club Charities. Yeah, would love to, and and I think you hit it on the nail on the head right there. Is that what people don't realize is that most PGA Tour events are run by a local five hundred one c three nonprofit, um, and ours happens to be called Century Club Charities. We've been around since nineteen ninety four. Um, and we run it. That's who I report to. I work for Century Club. I have a staff of seven that works all year long to put this event on. Um, it's amazing how all of our friends go. You guys work all year long for a one week golf tournament. I'm like, yeah, but it's <laughs> yes. a pretty big deal, folks. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, so yeah, we, you know, a thousand volunteers. I've got a great board of directors, 320 people in my Century Club organization. And we do this because we want to impact uh, the charities in our community. We are a charity impacting other charities. So last year, uh, we gave $1.5 million to Children's of Mississippi, which is uh, Mississippi's only children's hospital in the state. And we do that through an organization called Friends of Children's Hospital. And then uh, we gave another just over $300,000 to about 62 other Mississippi nonprofits. So all that from a running a one week uh, PJ tour event and all the, you know, all the activities that go on around it. So I think I haven't seen the recent numbers, but I think we're top 10 on the PJ tour in terms of charitable giving based as a percentage of our budget. And, you know, Mississippi's a very generous state internally here. And, um, We've had a we've had a lot of success partnering with with you know again now Wayne Sanderson Farms with their vendors. I mean our programs are sold out on an annual basis. Uh, we've got a lot of people that that do hospitality, um, and it's just every year we try to beat ourselves from what we did the, the last year. But it is all about what we can do to raise money for for charity here in our state. And I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, the PGA Tour has acknowledged. Uh, your ability to give back. So talk about uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, there's a, we, we as a as an organization as a, a, a tur- kind of a tournaments organization. We um, 
we have awards at the end of the year, right? There's there's forty something of us on the PJ Tour running tournaments, and there's you know forty something other tournament directors like myself and staffs, and we're all pretty hyper competitive with each other, but in a in a good way. Um, but we we do seasoning awards. It's been a little different here the last couple of years, but you know due to the impacts of COVID. But in 2018 and 2019, we were recognized as um, what we call best charity integration. Well, what that is is it's really um, the ability to tell the story of what we do for, for charity here. And so for our event being a, a tournament in the fall and a small market, uh, to be able to beat some of my larger market friends with, with bigger events and bigger communities has really, you know, has really meant a lot to us here. So, uh, to be able to do that two years in a row, um, to be able to tell the story of what we're doing for the children's hospital and, and everybody else here is is you know we're we're proud of that and actually think it's kind of cool. Oh, it's absolutely really cool, and like you said, very very competitive. So again, this is a very important event for the Jackson, Mississippi area, but for the state of Mississippi, just for the charitable impact alone, really. But the one thing a lot of people don't necessarily think about uh, when they think about a PGA Tour event or a, a Champions Tour event or even a Corn Ferry Tour event, LPGA, is the economic impact that uh, the event brings. If you could kind of talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, outside of just the global television audience that you know, can view our events on a weekly basis, I mean, I, I think my statistics are that we're broadcasting over 330 million households around the world, you know, potential audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean, it's, we are, you know, I just like to say this, you know, sometimes the PJ tour is, is kind of a, um, it's a, it's a moving carnival. It's a, it's, we're kind of a band of gypsies to some extent, right? We put up tents in one town and, it, and you know, the, the hard part for me is seeing Monday morning when everybody's had such a great time on Sunday is those tents come down and you're like, oh man, it's so <laughs> melancholic. But then you, then you, then you tear it down, you sell it, you build it and you do it again another year. Again. But That's right. I, I do it right over again. But I think what's a part of that is the, the visitors and the people that come to the event and the impact that they make in our communities, right? On a weekend, week out basis. So not only will I have 144 PJ tour players and 144 of their caddies and 250 people from the golf channel and PJ tour live. And, you know, 15 rules officials and, you know, Sanderson Farms, Wayne Sanderson Farms will bring in, you know, hundreds of people throughout the week to entertain and uh, the the people that come in for our state to see the event. So the, the impact on hotel rooms and rental cars and our local restaurants and our shopping, um, you know, that piece for us alone is close to $40 million on an annual basis. I think we create somewhere in the neighborhood of, we create 350 jobs that week. So um, we have vendors that come in that stay in our hotel rooms. We have players and caddies that come in and eat in the restaurants. And, um, you know, it's uh, on a week-in, week-out basis on the PGA Tour, the economic impact that hits our communities is something, you know, above and beyond the direct charitable impact. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we've got five years left. Again, I'd love to extend that to farther because just because I, what I know it does for the community here in, in Jackson and this, and the state of Mississippi. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Just, just like you said, I mean, over $40 million a year in economic impact, that's, that's extremely significant. Um, and it's just, it's something that, again, people don't really understand what the, what the tour does, you know, add to communities. It's not just the charitable 
giving, which is fantastic, but also the economic impact that all wraps up into a you know forty to fifty million dollar a year impact. So it's very very important. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I touched on the fact I've got a staff of seven, right? And um, I mean, we live here year round and pay our property taxes and shop and dine, and you know, our kids go to schools here. So um, it's it, you know, when you start thinking about it, it's like, man, where does this thing stop? And uh, yeah, we're 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 proud to have one here, you know, in in Mississippi. Absolutely. Now, as you mentioned before, there was flooding uh, just a few weeks ago, the end of August in Jackson, and a lot of people were affected. So, where where do things stand now on the on the flooding issue? They were, and it, you know, it's amazing to, to see the coverage. I mean, my aunt in Greensburg, Indiana, called me, and I think she had visions of me sitting on a roof waiting for a helicopter to arrive. And um, you know, we, I got texts and calls from PJ Tour players and people from all over the country. So um, things are a lot better, and and you know, we appreciate the the help and the thoughts and prayers of everybody. The where, where it kind of originated is that the you know there's so much water that we got two weeks ago um, all at once, and then as you know the days that followed that as the waters drained into the Pearl River and the Pearl River rose, um, did not you know get to maybe the flood stage of where we saw about two and a half years ago, but it did do a number on the um, water treatment facilities in the city of Jackson, so their ability to um, you know treat and clean their water and provide, you know, water pressure mm-hmm. really, uh, really impacted the city. So, uh, you know, homes, restaurants, shops, having enough, you know, water pressure to turn on the faucet or, you know, to flush toilets. And then the water just wasn't, you know, safe to drink. So, um, safe to say we are a, a lot better off. I, I think, um, my understanding is in talking with city officials is, you know, hopefully, if not today, by early next week, the, the water will be declared drinkable again, um, which is great, you know, two weeks out from our tournament. Um, and, you know, the flooding did, you know, did go down, but it was really getting those water treatment systems back online um, for the citizens, you know, of Jackson. Um, from a golf course standpoint, again, we didn't see the flooding that we saw two and a half years ago. And um, really, we had, you know, very little little impact to the actual golf course there is a, a creek that maybe ran across the 14th fairway but that happens when we get a lot of rain in that spot anyway so um the the golf course itself is, is has its own water system um you know for everything out there and then really the surrounding communities um some of them you know madison ridge and flowood you know really didn't see the impact that the city of jackson did so um i think our hotel partners our restaurant partners everybody are you know, hopefully here in the next couple of days, uh, they're in line. I do think the National Guard is still working to hand out water. Um, but hopefully, you know, that isn't necessary here in a few more days and we'll kind of, kind of get back to normal. So, um, it was, it was, it was tough go out there for about a week, a couple of weeks, but, um, I think things are, things are much better now and, and we'll be here even better in the next couple of days. I, I tell you what, I was very impressed with, uh, the mayor of Jackson. Um, he's got a, he's got a solid plan and, and things. So hopefully, uh, like you said, the water treatment plant and and the drinking water and all that will be, um, you know, kind of behind you here in just the next week or two, which would be fantastic. Yeah. I I think it was a great, you know, show of partnership between the, the the governor and the mayor to, to just, let's just get this thing done and do the right things for, 
you know, for the citizens. Um, you know, uh, I, th- I think there's you know, hopefully some uh, not knowing the ins and outs, but hopefully there's some plans and works to you know make to make some permanent fixes to their uh, their infrastructure. And um, but yeah, but certainly the, the the worst of it is is behind us, and you know should be should be great here or close to great here in the next few days. Okay, and and did this cause any disruption to you and your team's planning process for the event? You know. I mean, I think we, we essentially build a city on the golf course that, that if, you know, for a one week event, uh, steel and scaffolding and plywood and tents and everything that goes up. We, so yes, it, it slowed that process down for, you know, two or three days there during while it was raining. Um, but we, we, we build in some contingencies into our planning process, knowing that weather could be play a factor. Um, so I, and, you know, I think they're, they're working hard to get everything done um i you know we we want to be done with everything probably thursday friday of the week before the tournament so we've got the weekend to just tweak some things so yeah it's it slowed us down a little bit um but i think we're right back on track and again the golf course didn't take on the the water that that it could, it could have been a whole lot worse um the river didn't quite crest as high as what was originally predicted and it could have been a lot worse on the golf course but uh, everything's great. The weather today's gorgeous, um, and uh, I think we're we're back on track to have everything done in time. Okay, that's fantastic. So let's let's turn our attention now to the tournament, uh, which is right around the corner. Um, I'm always curious when I'm talking to you know tournament organizers because you know how do you and your team build upon your previous year's success? I mean, last year, just like you said, 1.8 million plus uh, to charity. How how do you guys? How do you get better every year? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, one is just kind of a natural drive to want to do that, right? And we've got some great, great partners in the community that, that help us do that. Um, I, I think it's, it, part of it is just hard work, you know, going out and rolling up your sleeves and, and trying to get more people involved in the tournament from a corporate standpoint, um, from a volunteer standpoint, and I think where they've seen our event go from a opposite field event for gosh, 51 years now to our fourth year as a standalone and the commitment that Wayne Sanderson's brought to the table. Um, I think, and what we've been able to do for charity, a lot of that, that alone just motivates people hopefully to, to get involved. Um, but then, then it's really just going out, you know, with with our 320 members of Century Club and 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 our staff going out and just you just have to, you know, shake the bushes and say, hey, you know, really pitch the fact that it's a great opportunity to entertain clients and customers. Your help, you know, will help increase our ability to impact charity in our community. Um, and I think everybody, what we've been able to do in such a small community for charity, I think motivates everybody to get involved. So, um. This is going to be interesting. I mean, I would tell you that, like everybody else, you know, when you run a tournament, you have costs, right? You have diesel fuel to run the generators that operate the, the air conditioning units and the tents and the scoreboards around the golf course. And, um, you know, food costs have gone up since last year and labor costs have gone up. So, you know, we have a variety of, of costs that go into the infrastructure and the running of the golf tournament. Like everybody else who's seen this in their businesses, that that our costs have gone up too, too. And then we've probably been hit a little bit on the on the revenue side. I mean, the you know the economy 
has been tough for a lot of this, you know, small to medium sized companies, which is who we have here in this market. Um, so I think it, it, it definitely gets harder each year, but I think we've, we've kind of hit a point where our field's getting better. You've got, um, although it's always been great. I'm, I, I want to tell you, it's no matter who 144 players are that come this year, it's always, it's still 144 of the best players in the world, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think as, but as our field gets maybe, you know, more recognizable names uh, over is maybe a good way to say it is it just that and our charity efforts just have, have kind of helped us and motivate the community to continue to get involved. Um, it's, 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 you know, like any other business out there, we are a, we're in the business of raising money for charity, but it is a, a business that just like everybody else requires hard work to go out and, and make it happen. And, um, fortunately we've got a lot of partners that help us do that. And, you know, you, you create, you know, ancillary events to, you know, kind of appeal to, uh, you know, not the hardcore golfer, but just kind of the casual golf fan. So like most tournaments, you know, it's not just about the four days of competition. So what are some of the events that'll be going on around this year's tournament? Yeah, I, I think week in, week out of the PGA Tour, we're so unique to the other sports with our pro-ams, right? So we've got a John Souls Foods program on Monday and a Walker's Key program on Wednesday. You know, three amateurs in each event uh, per group being able to play 18 holes of golf with a PGA Tour professional. I mean, I don't know any other sport where, hey, you get to play, you know, flag football with Tom Brady for 20 minutes before the game. Right. But that's <laughs> right. But that's really what you get to do here. You get the day before these guys compete or, or three days before they compete. You get to play in a program with them on the exact same golf course where they're going to play that event in a few days. So I always say the Monday we we're cl- we close the golf course a week before the tournament. So nobody's played it for about eight days. And so I like to say the Monday programs, the, one of my favorite events because the golf course is just perfect. Um, you know, before practice rounds and everything like that. It's just, it's just awesome. So two programs again, help two events help raise money for charity. Um, we do, uh, some junior clinics. We'll do a clinic with the first tee on Monday. We'll do an all star clinic for our special needs friends on Tuesday afternoon. Um, we've got a, what I think is one of the best women's day lunches on the PGA tour on Tuesday. We'll have 400, um, ladies here from the community, corporate executives. Um, this year, our guest speaker is Sarah Thomas, uh, the, the NFL's first female official. Um, and that, you know, that's going to fun, be a fun event with some wine and cheese and the skybox afterwards. Uh, and then we have, you know, we have a big sponsor party on Thursday night to say thank you to our sponsors. And I know there's, dinners and functions that Wayne Sanderson puts on and some of our other sponsors will put on. Um, we do, uh, you know, we've got a, an out, what we call the outpost, um, that is, uh, each day during the tournament, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll feed lunch, um, to members of our military community as well as first responders. And, um, then we'll do a, we do a junior program on Wednesday afternoon. Um, the bank plus sponsors and, and trust Mark comes in with our outposts. So it was just, you know, we, we want people to come out to the tournament, uh, and just have fun. Even if you're not the hardcore golfer, cause it's just fun to be outdoors, see the world's best golfers, you know, entertain your clients and customers. Um, obviously with Sanders, you know, Wayne Sanderson being our, our title sponsor, we will serve a lot of chicken in concessions. Um, <laughs> you know, so come out fried chicken sandwiches, chicken, not barbecue, chicken nachos, 
you know, and, and, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of football season, right? And, and, you know, here in the South, SEC football is, is huge. So oh, yeah. we've got two or, two or three spots around the golf course where we've got, um, large screens for, you know, you can watch, you can turn around and watch the golf and you turn around and watch what's going on, um, with the Ole Miss or Mississippi State game on the, uh, on the screens there. So you're, you try to appeal to a, a, a wide audience on site just because, I mean, the more people that can come out, again, the more we can, we can impact our charities. Exactly. Now, are there still sponsorships available or are you guys all sold out already? <laughs> Programs are sold out um, and have been for a, a couple months. Uh, we, we probably have some room um, in a couple of our hospitality venues, our Trophy Club on 8 and our Skybox um, on um, on the 18th green. So all of the information about the tournament is on SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. You know, obviously, everybody's got a website nowadays, but all the sponsorship packages, ticket information, everything is there. So, um, yes, I'm, if someone says, hey, we want to do this to support you, I can, I can promise you we can figure it out some way or other. That's great. And, and again, you know, talk about tickets real quick, just so people understand what, uh, what they can do to, uh, to grab the tickets and, and the, the cost and kind of uh, take us through that real quick. Sure. I mean, everything is, everything's mobile. Um, now we, you know, we had been partnering with Ticketmaster here for a few years, but um, I think you can go to, you can go to their site and look it up, but you can also go to our site um, and find out ticket information. Um, we try to be, um, you know, affordable for our community, try to keep our concessions relatively low. Um, but if you go to, again, SandersonFarms.com, you've got SandersonFarmsChampionship.com, there is a link to tickets. A uh, couple different options. You can buy, um, you know, a goodie day ticket is, is $45. And um, that gets you uh, onto the grounds. Um, we don't charge extra for parking. Parking is at North Park Mall. Um, and then we've got our Bank Plus Fan Pavilion, which is kind of a kind of a first level of hospitality. So you you have a great opportunity to go into a fan pavilion on the twelfth green. Still have to pay for your concessions there, but it's a little upgraded concessions. Um, and those tickets are sixty five. So for a good day ticket, so um, you know still very affordable entertainment when you think about the fact that you're out on the golf course for an entire day. I think. I think my wife and I just went and saw a movie the other day, and I paid thirty dollars to sit there for an hour and a half. You can spend all day long on a PJ Tour event for forty five dollars, um, and you know, and I didn't even buy food at the movies either. So that was just for us to sit there and watch something. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, but er- everything is there. Uh, all the ticket information is on our on our website. Wonderful. Now it sounds like it's going to be another fantastic year at the Sanderson Farms Championship. So. Listen, I want to thank you for taking time out of your, I know what is a hectic schedule to be here on the podcast. And, and all of us uh, here and listening, uh, wish you all and your team a, the best of luck. Thank you very much. We're, uh, we're, you know, it's a labor of love every year. You know, again, to all our friends out there, yes, it does take us an entire year to put on a one-week PJ Tour event. <laughs> but we're, we're looking forward to it again, and um, I know we'll have another successful year. So thanks for Thanks for allowing me a couple of minutes to, to let everybody know about it. All right. Well, we've been talking with Steve Gent, Executive Director of the Sanderson Farms Championship. Again, taking place at the Country Club of Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi, September 26th to October 2nd. We'll be right back. 
that's all the time we have for this show. I really appreciate you listening and hope you'll let all of your friends and colleagues know about the show as well. And don't be shy about submitting a review of the show on Google or your favorite podcast platform. I'd like to thank my guest, Steve Gent, Executive Director of the PGA Tour Sanderson Farms Championship. The tournament, which is teeing off September 26th, is going to be here before you know it. So get your tickets today. Again, you can find On the Green Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or on my website, onthegreenconsulting.com backslash podcast. And if you have ideas for future shows, please send me an email, tim at onthegreenconsulting.com. I'm your host, Tim Eiley, and until next time, keep it in the short grass.